everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Fran. And I am Dan. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about some stuff. Yeah, we're going to, you know what we're going to talk about? Uh, leaked video. Uh, yeah, so the most, seriously, the most boring leak of documents and private videos and whatnot in the history of the planet. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. Really? I fucking love these videos and we'll discuss why. Uh, but, okay, you might have found a way to love them, but the videos are just, these are not, like leaked sex tapes oh no there's nothing scintillating about the content like, of the videos the, the, <laughs> this is not we're not what's what you find exciting about it dan is more sort of the consequences of a couple little revelations i'll tell you what and that actually no that is not the case that's at all it. that's not it at all and i'm going to leave it at that because right now what you're doing is making sure that we do the opposite of sell the last act of our show. Like you're basically being <laughs> saying, like, listen until the break and then go away because we've got horrible things no, to come. I find it fascinating how fucking boring it is. Yeah, you like, guys—that's the thing that I get off on. We'll discuss this, what I love about them. the Mormons are boring. They are that. They are that. But there's <laughs> there's 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 other stuff to discuss, and we'll get to that in the uh, in the the fifth half mm. of our show uh in the meantime mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna talk to you about uh can can we can we have the sex talk frank <laughs> okay uh i think we need to uh as they did as they needed to in utah's payson high school uh, well, sex talk really yeah well here's the thing uh they hired a guy who has been going around uh all over the country Trying to help the poor, the the poor uh, youngins with yeah. with the sex, uh, trying to help them understand yeah. each other. Yeah, trying to help them. Mm -hmm. Here's the format that he recommends that Payson went with. Um, caused a little bit of a, of, of hubbub. Uh, he did a big assembly for all of the students, and then a mandatory assembly for the girls. And then a voluntary assembly for the boys. Oh, no. Uh, oh, that's already problematic. It's pretty bad. 300, so 350 girls show up to the mandatory assembly, uh, and then 25 boys showed up to the voluntary after-school oh, session for the, for the boys. Uh, the message... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, brace yourself. You're about to get very, very angry. The message to the girls was... You know, boys have a God-given sex drive. Oh, no. And, and they don't. can't help themselves. <laughs> but God didn't give women a sex drive so that they can help control the population and blah, blah, blah. Boys need it so that they procreate. So they can be aggressive and right. rape. and Well, that's one of the bad consequences. So, ladies, yeah, watch how you're dressing. Yeah, you don't want to excite. You don't want to wake the beast. It is your responsibility to control the boy's sexuality. Correct. Not uh, the boy's responsibility. No, to control their sexuality. And uh, by the way, uh, girls, you you don't really have sexuality. No, 
that, no. that's active. We all know. I know. mean, he's one of these guys that I think I, you know, just reading through his website and sort of hearing some of the quotations whenever he's clearly one of those guys that's like, oh, he's the funny guy. He's the le- he's the good funny lecture. Oh my gosh, you know, boys. Wait, let me see if I can find his website again. I I I, I had to like get it off my screen because it was making me s- sad. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to pull it back up because there's oh, this whole... Dan was getting sad from a... <laughs> I was. Believe me. It was... I was like, no, no. Oh. But yeah, this guy... I mean, literally, this guy is telling these girls that they are... Resp- you know, if God didn't want boys to rape, he wouldn't have made sex such a strong impulse in them. Apparently. Mm-hmm. apparently. But mm-hmm. the women mm-hmm. can protect themselves by not dressing like hoes. Right. So here's the guy's website. The guy's name is Brad Henning. Uh-huh. Uh and he's so one of so there's a section of his website that's for girls only. So I'm not even sure I'm supposed to be looking at this. Oh. I might be in trouble. Oh no damn. Top 40 questions asked by girls. How can you tell if a guy likes you? Why are guys so why are guys so afraid to commit to a relationship? How come if you go out with a guy he doesn't want to talk to you as much as he used to? Why can't guys admit when they're wrong? I mean, it's like every 1950s stereotype of how relationships are. Well, and these also aren't questions about sex. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's I, because you're not supposed to have sex. <laughs> like, shouldn't they? I mean, I think they're probably much more critical and important questions about, I don't know, um, sexually transmitted infections or... Uh, no, no, no. Those don't happen because abstinence. Those or, you don't need to worry to about those. Properly use birth the, control. That shit's for know, sinners. What, what options for birth control are there? Like that, those are the questions that should be on this, right? Yeah, it's uh, why. Why are guys scared of smart girls? <laughs> Again, what's a guy? Here's his answer. You want to hear his answer? Oh, what's a guy's biggest fear? Being rejected by the girl. He knows he's not as good at communicating as she is, and most guys think girls are more moral than they are. So he thinks the smarter the girl is, the more she will find out about him. That scares him to death. So if a girl... (laughs) Fuck you. You fucking... Oh, God, I hate that. Why is it so difficult to get guys to put on a condom? Right? How about... How about... That would be a good question. Sure. You know. What... What are some good strategies for maybe, you know, right. encouraging condom use, you know, safe sex yeah. with my sexual partners? Right. How about, how about women like, how, you know, I, I don't know. Anything that acknowledges a female personhood would be a good. That would be nice. A good and thing. And also, uh, if this is a talk about sex, let's talk about sex. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am yeah. I crazy? Yeah, here's the, here's the thing that he said. He said, uh, guys are sexual so that the species won't die out, while girls have a low sex drive so the planet will not get overpopulated. Oh, That's the dumbest oh, thing I've ever buh, heard in my life. Buh, buh. Buh. Also, oh boy. Boy, it's just yeah. balance, you know, yin and yang. It, it is. Um, it is. And the Lord made it that way. And that's part of the problem. It's beautiful. Ooh, part, part of the problem here is that... Uh, it is a God it's a thing. It's a plan. Yeah. The whole thing is a God thing. He was a pastor. Yeah. He says he started this program yeah. when he was uh, when he was pasting, when he was <laughs> out there in the world pasting as a pastor, 
And, uh, and, and the kids started ac- asking him questions, and he thought, you know what? Lots of questions. I have Important so- questions. I have answers to these questions. Why are boys jerks? Uh, why, why don't boys stop for directions? Are there questions that the boys ask? Or is there a boys' eyes only section? Uh, or is there only a girls' eyes only I mean, section? I'm sure that there is, Because but I want to know cares. what kind of questions the boys are asking, and that he's willing to to answer yeah by the way there is there is a, is there a difference there is a by the way a um a uh explanation for uh for why the girls thing is mandatory but the boys thing is not mandatory oh yeah it's it makes total sense when you guys hear it you're totally gonna buy it okay uh and that is that uh boys tend not to listen if it's mandatory and girls <laughs> listen if it's mandatory. But there's also uh, uh, nobody showing up, right? If it's not mandatory. Yeah, but those twenty five boys, they listened. Listened. Boy, but they had a really productive uh, conversation about sex. For guy, the four guys only section of his website, which yeah. I just pulled up, uh-huh. is in a totally different format. It's not the question and answer. Uh, oh, that, okay. that the girls' format was. It's creative date and surprise ideas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Creative dating ideas. Go for a drive. Drive to the beach. Drive to the mountain. Snowmobile ride. Airplane ride. Sounds plausible. Uh, <laughs> canoe ride. Rowboat ride. Uh-huh. Sailboat ride. Yeah. yeah. It's all riding. Bike ride. <laughs> well, it's active. You know, you want them using their energy camera activity rather than having right. sex. I like this one. Camera. Oh. And then in parentheses, take pictures of things that are red or her favorite color. Oh, dear. Little kids, stores, mothers with kids, animals, dogs. fun. Your cock, uh, rocks, barns, etc. Really? Like a rooster? <laughs> oh my god take pictures of you both with a policeman what what a fun date you guys have you ever been on a policeman picture taking date that's a good one for all you african americans out yeah. there yeah oh god damn. Uh, no danger of that in pace in utah <laughs> all right uh we're probably on. men probably any of the groups that this guy ends up talking yeah, to. I mean, I, yeah, he's, he's not invited to the uh, to the inner city Chicago <laughs> uh, <laughs> high schools. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Um, okay, Dan. Yeah. So about 30 years ago, a sculpture of Jesus went up in a church in uh, New York City. In, Lovely. In New York's Cathedral Church of St. John the Divine. Love that Saint John. He's, yes, the Divine One is the best Saint yeah. John. Uh, it's and it's a it's a lovely sculpture, actually sculpted by the uh, daughter of Winston Churchill. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, who was some sort of artist, Sculpt, sculptor, sculptor, yeah, some kind. Uh, Edwina Sandus. Okay, is her name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the the name of this sculpture is uh, Krista. Okay. Uh, Krista. It is, it is a female Jesus hanging on the cross. Wow. Uh, with uh, bare breasts. Ooh. And uh, sort of, uh, kind of the leg, mm. kind of, you know, it's nice, well-positioned 
leg, I suppose. Kind of, you know, half bent knee, kind of. Yeah. Kind of uh, not really a sexy pose because she is hanging. Well, no, across, I mean it's actually but... a pretty similar pose to what you normally see Jesus in. Yeah. It's just it's a lady. As a matter of fact, from a distance, you would not differentiate. You, you really that. wouldn't get up there until you notice maybe maybe the hips. Yeah, she's got waist, a, she's got a waist thing, know? and she's got boobies. Yeah, and there's boobs. The main tell tell is the boobs, right? right? Uh, so 30 years ago, yeah, people fucking lost their shit as they would over, uh, this sculpture. Right. Well, the Krista has returned. <gasps> Yay. Uh, no more are, uh, you know, the masses decrying a sexualized Jesus. Okay. Uh, this, this go around, it's actually part of a, uh, a collection of uh, f- uh, an exhibit uh, uh, of images of feminine divinity oh. uh, by um, 21 other contemporary artists. Uh, and the show is called The Krista Project, Manifesting Divine Bodies. And it's hanging in St. John the Divine. Oh, cool. Uh, so they've, 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 brought, they've brought it back. And yeah. uh, and it, it does say something about our how our attitudes have shifted in thirty years. Yeah. Um, with regards to you know the ladies, here's and feminine. He, you know, I'll tell I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Yeah. This really opens the door for some new uh for some new uh, profanity, some new exclamations. Oh, Christa Christ! <laughs> how about how, Jesus menstruating Christ? Oh, oh, bleeding from all the... Yeah. 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 Trump can talk about it. She was bleeding from her eyes. She was bleeding from her spear holes. She was bleeding from her stigmata, from her whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's vile. Well, you know... It's bad enough that they have a bloodied up God, right? Yeah. the, the, The worship of your God on... His murder weapon. Yeah, it's really strange. Is bizarre to me. It's really strange. But yeah, I mean, hey, no. Re- I, what I love is like, it's such. It's the message that you send by saying you, by making Jesus a she uh-huh. or Jesus, as I like to say, Jesus Krista. <laughs> is that? I mean, <clears throat> it's a pretty standard good feminist message which uh-huh. is uh take what you take what you think of as default you know as obvious uh-huh. and just just re- apply it with with a woman in mind and just yeah. see where that goes yeah. see where that takes you yeah. and uh and, and you know of course back in the 70s or 80s that was like blow your mind crazy <laughs> because uh because feminism and whatnot hashtag feminism uh but right but yeah i mean i don't know something tells me People are still fr- freaking out about. Oh, uh, there, there are definitely those. There are those, yeah. who are freaked out a little bit. But I think, I don't know. Think about sort of cultural images that, and 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 our our, our sort of our shift. What's acceptable on TV, even since the eighties, yeah. uh, it was still a very conservative time. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I think it's clearly a different generation. Yeah, and uh, people don't care as much about jesus and not also even, not even probably people who go to church here's know. here's the other thing 
Uh, who doesn't like a nice set of boobies? Are they a nice set of boobies? Uh, no. They, they are sort of tortured. Yeah. The whole thing looks... It, there's nothing There's nothing visually attractive. Not. I'm not saying, like, she's not attractive, but, like, it's a... It's a like, she, the, the art itself has made it... Has, has taken this imagery and, uh, and, and made it kind of crumpled and, and jagged and stuff. So it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not, well, it's not the lovely Christ that we often see the, 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 the I, beautiful Christ. The idea that, that anyone ever called this a sexualized sort of rendering of, of Jesus is insane, is ludicrous. Yeah. There's nothing, because there's nothing sexual about it at all, except for the fact if boobs are by default, you know, sexual. Yeah, which is a which is a silly, silly notion. Right. They're, yeah, they're not. They're boobs. I mean, they can be sexual. They, oh, absolutely. They can be delightfully sexual. Well, but as, as many parts of the human body. Sure, sure. Get your thumb involved. That's fun. <laughs> uh huh. You can you can have some good sexual. We don't thumbs. have to cover up our thumbs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anywho, yeah, that that's very interesting. Uh, I I like it. Yeah. I like it. Good. Uh, good, good. I like that you like it, Dan. Oh, good. We're we're all on the same page then. Uh, you've been to Oklahoma, spent some years there, once or twice as a as a youth. Yeah, you you grew up, uh, yeah. as it were, in OK, uh, um, kind of, sort of. But let me ask you this: uh, if there were to be a big, important family name in Oklahoma, like a name, family name, like, like last like, name, name like an important family. In Oklahoma, like a like, like yeah, some I don't know, a, like a wealthy family. Oh, oh Phillips, Phillips, and yeah. why are they wealthy? Lots of oil. The oil, yeah, oil is a big thing yeah. in OK. Uh, apparently, the the oil industry is struggling a little bit. Oh. Uh, in in oil and gas are yeah. struggling a little bit in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not getting. I mean, with all the earthquakes and whatnot, they're having a hard time. It's, Oklahomans. Your average Oklahoman is actually finally turning on on fracking on uh, fracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> when, it when took, it, when it took it starts to knock down your house. You th- you think different about it. It took earthquakes in Oklahoma. I don't know of like it's not an active like a, a like a geologically active region. Right, right. Like, there's not a lot going on. There's, n- there's no not, major fault ma- lines. Yeah, exactly. So you start getting you know <laughs> earthquakes at the sort of the six point level. But do some shaking. Right. You don't. You don't really knock down a lot of shit, except nothing is built for earthquakes. Right. So you know some unreinforced masonry. Well, also will fall down when the actual earth starts to shake. It's kind of hard to write that off as like left left wing pro- propaganda. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you can say, oh, pop, ain't no, the environmentalists are lying about the pollution. That ain't bad for you. Global warming's fake and blah, blah, blah. Right. But when the earth actually quakes yeah. beneath your feet, yeah. that's it, a little harder to dismiss. It, it's a, I, just going down this line just slightly, Dan. Okay. Just, to, just, just a slight tangent here. Because uh-huh. that's an interesting point. It's funny that it takes the earth quaking <laughs> because here in utah where asthma runs a fucking muck right because of our winter air yeah that we all have to suffer through and it's like smoking what like a pack a day or whatever for everyone right in salt lake and it's like they people can't see that yeah like it actually literally takes the earth 
shaking where it once stood still <laughs> in for for conservative people yeah. or for people who have a financial interest in a certain industry to acknowledge uh, that that industry might be a fuck up well i think the people with an interest are probably mostly still just like well you know your changes but everybody has an interest just god you know everybody's either it's like just god they get He's their angry. paycheck from the oil industry yeah. or their cousin gets his paycheck from the oil industry and Everybody kind of needs it. The local economy just depends entirely entirely on, on it. Yeah. Well, that's a, so uh, the the governor has noticed that there is uh -oh. a problem. Okay, and she, Governor Mary Fallon, uh -huh. uh, has declared that October thirteenth of twenty sixteen uh -oh. will be Oil Field Prayer Day. <laughs> No. Whereas Oklahoma is blessed with an abundance of oil and natural gas, allowing the state to be a prosperous produce, producer of these vi valuable resources, and whereas Christians acknowledge such natural resources are created by God, and whereas blah, 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 she has officially made an oil field prayer day. Reverends are getting in line. They're, got, well, yeah. They're all excited about it. You got to fill up those those vacant spaces in in the earth's mantle and crust or whatever. Yeah. Right? You got to you got to you got to prop it up with something. With prayer? So why not prayer? Prayer, sure. Prayer to hold the land steady. Yeah, Tom Tom Bedow of Ada Drill baby drill of Ada, Oklahoma. He's the, <laughs> is the coordinator of the Baptist General Convention of Oklahoma's Oil Patch Chaplains Ministry. Holy crap, God. Reverend. Uh, he said, you know, he said this. The oil field is hurting right now. Uh, we're asking churches all over Oklahoma to open their doors, put on a pot of coffee, and pray for the oil field. And not only for the oil field, but the state. Because the economy of our state is so connected to the oil field. Oil field, oil field. Could he have said oil field more in that quote? Maybe. Maybe if he tried harder. Uh, the oil field. And he's not, yeah. Anyway, there you go. It's, I'm uh, it's, disturbed. Uh, Oklahomans, I hope you're all proud of your governor. <laughs> all right, move on. They actually are. They, Oklahomans actually like her. Probably not our listeners in Oklahoma. No, but uh, <laughs> it, the shocking thing is, yeah, anyway, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, so moving on, Dan. Yeah, please. Polygamy, Dan. Uh, the 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 practice of marrying more than one woman as the a man. FLDS, sure, or the fundamental fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, sure, uh, which is based down in the what is it, Colorado City Hildell community on the Utah Arizona border. What do they call that? They they don't call it either of those things. They call it like Short Creek or something. I think I think that is Short Creek. Yeah. 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 Only it's Utah, so you say Creek. Well, if you are down there, you do. <laughs> uh so these these are the sort of the Warren Jeff. Yes. This is the Warren Jeff group. Right. Well, there was a bunch of uh you'll recall Dan maybe last year sometime uh, about 20 members no, more than that. There was a, there was a large group of um men yeah, who were uh, arrested for the um, food stamp fraud? Oh, thing. remember right. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, ten of them were sitting in court. 
Um, is this a setup the, to a joke? <laughs> Ten polygamists were sitting in court with no, no, no. Anyway, they they were in court and uh, they're trying to defend their fraud. Right? Okay, sure. And and this is this is what I want to get to because they're trying to introduce their their doctrine, right? Mm. As sort of a an excuse an excuse sure you know and and trying maybe for some sort of religious exemption mm. right because they live the law of consecration dan <laughs> and if, so the law of consecration is this mormon idea this mormon doctrine right that all things are shared in common it's a con- it's a form of communism right religiously based communism everybody give everything belongs to god so who are you to hold on to it you turn it everything over to the church and then the church pays own you know owns your housing and pays for everything and blah 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 and you get everything from sort of like a little storehouse right right and this is i mean it's just lovely sounding isn't it mm, just so much so i mean you work for the common good for the for the the good of the community right you know it's great it's yeah. great uh, so they believe that when their wives who aren't, they aren't actually married to, so they're not legally, not legally because you're to, not legally you're allowed to marry more than one person who uh, don't really have any income yeah, and qualify for food stamps, that those food stamps should be transferred <laughs> to the church. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. And then the church gets to decide who gets who gets what the food. Yeah, right. Sure. And it's not. I don't think they actually have like they don't, they don't turn over their horizon cards. They go shopping, right? And then they put it all in the storehouse, and then it gets divvied up. Oh my! Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that like the most like fucked up? And so like they're <laughs> actually citing other examples of communities like uh, Alaskan communities, uh, like. Um, Alaskan Native like, communities. Like Inuit or what? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Who have a couple of exemptions or exceptions, rather, for how they use their food stamps. Okay. Right? Yeah. But it, it's like... Because you totally qualify. It's for purchasing him. things that normally wouldn't be covered because there are necessities in their communities. Right. right? Like, actually, like, hunting equipment, they're able to buy with, with food stamps because... That makes sense. Because that's food. Hunting because equipment equals exactly, food. Right? And, and and so it's a vital part of their nutritional yeah. need and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think these guys have a good leg to stand on here. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think they got it down. Uh, I just, I, the, yeah, I just love it. Oh, my God. So dumb. Um, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, they're, they're great down there. I'm going to take us to New York City. To, or, well... well I'm gonna, what I'm going to take us to is the uh, Roman Catholic Archdiocese of New York. Oh, no way. Um, this is actually, it's hard to believe this, but I'm about to give good news about the Roman Catholic Diocese of New York. You ready for it? Are you braced? Uh, yes, are I you prepped? So. Yeah, okay. Uh, so there are, obviously, uh, you, we, none of us are surprised to learn that there have been priests that have been doing bad things to kids for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh and some of these some of these uh victims have been able to sue the church and get money. Some of them waited too long 
And there's oh. then the statute of statute of limitations right. came up, and they can't sue. Right. Well, the Archdiocese of New York, led by uh, uh, Archbishop Tim- Cardinal Timothy Dolan, okay, set up a group that has oversight but has entire autonomy that these people can appeal to, and this this group can just give them as much money as they think they should. No way. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's what? it's it's uh, an arbitration scheme. Okay. Um, that basically, I mean, the church has already paid hundreds of millions to right. to, to people, but the, so so they they've basically they've gotten this guy. Where's the guy? What's the guy's name? So so Timothy um, Dolan is like selling his house out in the Hamptons. Oh, to like, no. come on, <laughs> no. Like where where is this money? He's just from? he's just justifying his house in the Hamptons by doing a nice thing. Oh, is what okay. he's doing. Okay. Uh, so this guy uh, Kenneth Feinberg, who's who's going to be the program administrator, uh-huh. was he's an he's a Washington lawyer who directed funds for the victims of the September 11th attacks, etc. So he's got like so he has actual like experience, really relevant experience. Uh, what specific and, and uh, weird experience to have? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and right. and after several mass shootings, so like oh he's like God. the guy to go wow. to for this. He will have complete autonomy. He will. There will be. Uh, there and the archdiocese has agreed. They will just abide by his decisions, no matter how much money he decides to give people. Well, there's a fund, though. It's not like it's a limitless amount of money. Right. He can't say, "Oh, you got really hurt. We'll give you fourteen gub." Brillion dollars or whatever. Right, yeah, right. no, it's I mean, it's within reason. But I mean, the guy knows how to make these calls. Uh, oh, the o- okay. oversight of his uh, of, of this group. And there's another person. It's it's this guy Feinberg and uh, somebody else. Anyway, oversight of their decisions will be done by a, a former New York police commissioner, Raymond Kelly, U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska and child psychiatry expert. Jeanette Cueva. Like, everything about this sounds like they're doing it really right to me. Wow. I'm kind of... Amazing. Delighted and shocked. And, uh... Well, and you know, And they don't have to do this. What's amazing about this is there is nothing compelling them to do this. They I, could very easily just say, we're not gonna... Yeah. They could just do nothing. No, that's true. They... The, legally, they could do nothing. Um, they're clearly... Uh, you know the cat's out of the bag. Let's face it. Right. Like everybody knows this happened. Like it. it there's. There's no reason to try to cover it up. And so now, what does one do? One hopefully does the moral thing. Well, but in this, and and but, it's not but, necessarily the thing that you expect them to do. Well, yeah. But they're actually doing it. They're actually doing it. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal in yeah. my mind. Wow. In my mind, this is like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I think right. that's amazing. I'm going to give them props. All right, Dan. Yeah. Uh, well, here is a story about the world's oldest man. Oh. At 113, he's finally getting around to something that he should have done 100 years ago. Oh. He's doing his bar mitzvah ceremony. Oh. Thirteen, Dan. Well... So- I so it's 2017. What was going on in the world a hundred years ago? Yeah. World War One. There you go. Got in the way of his first bar mitzvah. 
of his or, yeah. his, or of his bar mitzvah. Right. Uh, and uh, for those of you not familiar with the customs of the Jewish people, this is a, 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 a young man's uh, entry into manhood. Yes. A at ceremony age at age 13. All those Jewish men walking around, those 14-year-old men. <laughs> he lived through two world wars, the Holocaust. It's the 20th century. Yeah, and uh, and now he uh, he's celebrating his his uh, bar mitzvah. Well, you know, my understanding is that one of the one of the key elements of a bar mitzvah, not so much a bat mitzvah, which is for the girls, but mm-hmm. a bar mitzvah, is uh, the annoyingly cracking voice of this pubescent <laughs> person. Which maybe he's back to that. Oh yeah. And uh, and now and now he's now he can have it again, <laughs> like like he had this nice you know for all this time he had this 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 manly voice and now it's ah, hey, back to you know well now it's just when he reads his Torah labored and right this it took took a really long time I, my other my he, other understanding he, he of kept, the bar mitzvah he kept forgetting where he was right <laughs> my other for, my my other understanding about a bar mitzvah is like the main reason you have one is not to like become a man or to participate in Jewish tradition. It's because you get money from everybody. <laughs> like all of your, you know, all of your parents, friends come in, all the, yeah. all the congregation at your temple comes in. They give you money. Yeah. This guy doesn't care about money. He's 113. Apparently. I or maybe mean, he does. Maybe he, I mean, you know, old people often have, uh, quite medical needs. Med- yeah. And you they're, know? they're on a, they're on a fixed income. Yeah. You maybe know. homeboy needed the ma- the cash. That's why he finally decided to partner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, He's like, you know, I, re- I I planned for retirement through 110. Right. Yeah. I wasn't expecting on these three extra years. Who's, who knew? <laughs> I could keep going, people. I need money. <laughs> Good oh, lord! That's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, if you have any reasons why you might need a bar mitzvah, please write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. It's a closed group, so you'll have to, you know, request to join. Right. But we'll let you in. Yes, indeed. All right, we're going to take uh, a moment to listen to some lovely audio. <laughs> oh my God. This is to the finest of the audios. We're going to listen to a man uh, yell at us for about two minutes. And the man's name is... Alex, what's his Alex name? Alex Jones. <laughs> host of InfoWars. He's a... And he's... He's at war, all right. Oh, my God. You want to live? You want to have kids? Don't take the Gardasil shot. Don't eat GMO. Listen to me. I want you to live because I want to treat you like I want to be treated. I'm not the devil. I'm the opposite of that. And these people that say they're your leaders, they want to kill you and your family. And in your gut, you know it. Vote Donald Trump if you want to live. It's that simple. Death is what the globalists have to offer, period. We have crazy people like George Soros, and Tim Kaine and others that will end this planet if they have their way. 
They're megalomaniacs. They must be stopped. The threat isn't Russia, people. The threat is Tim Kaine and George Soros and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. They're the clear and present danger. They're the occupiers. They represent the foreign banks. They're going to sit in New Zealand and be okay when there's a nuclear war? Most models show all major life on Earth dead, dumbass. Even if you were just corrupt, why do you want to have an Earth that's ruined? Because you people are satanic. And you've been given power because you've been possessed. You've been turned over to evil. That, the, 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 look, let me tell you something. George Soros and Hillary Clinton, you just look at them. Those aren't people, okay? You look at Kane, he's not a person either. You know, I, I was fine <laughs> with sort of the the, the 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 rabid babblings of of a man unhinged. Yeah, right? I love a good babbling, unhinged babbling. But <laughs> when you start saying that people aren't people, <laughs> the, the, the the opposition is not when you dehumanize them directly. This is actually really yeah. dangerous speech. Frank, look at them. <laughs> Would you just look at them? They're not people. They got like, they're like old. This is how you set up violence against people. Yeah. It's the first, like, this is one of the steps. You dehumanize the person. Right. So that it, you're not really killing. You're not really acting out against somebody. Right. You, you're you, saving the world. Yeah. If... If Trump doesn't win, the whole world dies. <laughs> you have to vote for Trump if you want to live. Yeah, you're absolutely right. People are going to people who hear that. I don't know how they could possibly get the message that they should just go out and murder uh, Hillary Clinton or whatever. It seems impossible to think. Well, yeah. you know, someone like Alex Jones may or may not actually make the call for it, but it makes it easier for someone else to like, it's right. all part of like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's he, wow. Vote for Trump. If you want angry, angry. Little also, man. where did the whole Gardasil come thing or the GMO thing come from? Like was, that's out of the blue. It was probably part of a segue <laughs> into this. I don't know. I have no clue. That but like, he's really angry. Yeah, he is. I, I'm thinking. I'm really. I'm worried for America, Dan. I'm worried for him. Well, yeah, I hope he's going to I hope he's taking his uh, his daily aspirin because that dude is going to <laughs> die. <laughs> but it's going to be the vein on his forehead that blows They're up. Just. Pew! Oh my god. Or like, or just you know, all of the screws will come loose and suddenly his cybernetic. <laughs> There's some head loose will. screws. Yeah, that guy definitely has a loose <laughs> screw or two. Well, we had some folks write into us. Uh, Did we now? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's read what they had to say. Uh, Sarah wrote in, said, "Hi, Dan and Frank. I loved your po I love your podcast and have listened for a couple years now. You guys do a great job of balancing funny and serious stuff. I have a question. Maybe you or the other listeners can help me with. I'm from Southern California. I lived in San Diego my whole life, except when I lived in San Luis Obispo to go to Cal Poly." Uh, my husband has just accepted a new job that will most likely see us moving to Ogden, Utah. Oh, Ogden. I'm nervous about pretty much everything. <laughs> I'm sure I'm being irrational, but I've read stories about non-Mormons having a hard time fitting in. We have two daughters, eight and five years old. Can you help? Can you or my fellow listeners give me any advice for adapting to life in Utah? Mm -hmm. I understand your fear. I would be more concerned about adapting to life in Ogden. No, Ogden's great. 
here's the thing. You got one of the good ones. Yeah. Ogden... If you came up with Provo, we'd have a different thing to say entirely. Well, yes, Ogden is not Provo, but it's not. My my concerns are more. Ogden has a rough edge. Ogden, oh, Ogden's got a little bit of a, a little bit of a rough edge to yeah. it. I mean, we're not talking like Detroit. No, but I mean, it's but, like it's got like it's it's uh, it's got a little corner to look out for. There's a little rough and tumble there, but <laughs> for the most part, a you're not going to be like ostracized for not being LDS. No, that's, that's a yeah. good thing about Ogden. Yeah, yeah. B, there are places to get beer. That's true, too. Uh, and, you know, places to go and, and get your your drink on. Yeah. Um, so I think you'll be fine. Got a um, cute little historic downtown. Yeah, it's kind of adorable. Yeah. Uh, so I think you'll be fine uh, if you need help with the liquor laws. Uh, just go to your nearest person who doesn't who's not wearing a t-shirt under a strapless dress or a t-shirt under a t-shirt right and uh and then ask for help they will be able to help you <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but thanks for that do you, want, do you want to do a voicemail should we yeah, go back and forth on yeah, this? yeah yeah uh this is a uh long time listener uh multiple time caller okay uh, uh with, with something to say about the election sure Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Desert Dave down in San Antonio again. I was just uh, listening to the caller voicemail you played uh, regarding voting, and it reminded me that I wanted to bring this up. I'm one of those who can't vote for either of the two that are the front runners in the race, and I have thought about it quite a bit and chosen to go with the leading third-party candidate, Gary Johnson. Now, He's not even my favorite choice for a third-party candidate out of the Libertarian group, but I feel there's a lot of reasons to vote for him um, in terms of trying to get more diversity in the political process. I would love to hear you guys' take. Is that how you say that? You guys' take on this whole third-party lesser of two evils thing. Thanks a lot. Love you guys. And if you want to do a live show in San Antonio, you can stay at my place. Well, thanks, Desert Dave. Uh, yeah, so so this is a thing that I've been ruminating on, this whole... this whole uh, <laughs> The correct plural of you guys. You guys is... Yeah, no, no. Gary Johnson, uh, Mr. Aleppo moment himself. <laughs> uh, first of all, I think... It and should, he's the one who coined Aleppo moment. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the amazing thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. Like, the the Aleppo thing, somebody asked him about what's going on in Aleppo, and he literally, his response was, what's Aleppo? Right. As though he was being tricked. <laughs> like, is that just a fake word? You're just, you're trying to get me on <laughs> a gotcha. Gotcha journalism. Yeah. Man. Yeah, no, you kind of have to know the names of the capitals of the countries that are in most turmoil in the world. <laughs> You right. kind of have to know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, is it the capital? No, I'm suddenly... It's a major city. Like, well, if major nothing city. else. If nothing else, it's a it major city. It is the city. capital of the disaster it's a, of it's Syria. It's the cast- how, capital how of that? the disaster of Syria. I like that. Uh, and then somebody... Then, you know, a few weeks later, somebody asked him uh, about... To, asked him to name a world leader that he admires. This should not be hard. That should not be hard at all. That no. should be. Uh, that should be something... Every, I mean, that's not a gotcha question at all because every 
political, every presidential candidate in the world uh, should have one. Uh, Trump's would obviously be Putin, which yeah. is which is terrifying. Right. Um, he couldn't come up with any of them. Yeah. He just sat and stared Did- for about a minute and a half and then went, I'm having an Aleppo moment. <sighs> he referred to his own other dipshit brain fart <laughs> to, uh, to talk about the current dipshit right. brain fart that he's having. Well, I think, though, what I'm hearing in Dave's voicemail, though, is that he, I think maybe he's in this camp of people who are voting for a third-party candidate because, like he says, they want to bring diversity into presidential politics or just politics in general. And here's the thing. I love the thought of more parties in our political system. Right. It is a good idea. It is one that we should embrace as a country. It is great. Right. However, you cannot do that vote. The only when the time to do that vote is when the other two candidates are basically on the same plane. They are one is relatively sane. Well, or or both cuckoo bananas, but both have to be on the same level so that right. it is an actual you hear the phrase lesser of two evils all the time in this election. That's insanity. <laughs> Anyone who tells you that this election between Hillary Clinton and, and, and Donald Trump is a lesser of two evils scenario is batshit stupid <laughs> and needs to be shut the hell up because You've got one person who's insanely qualified, who has a, a massive amount of international diplo- diplomatic experience, who knows about governing, who knows about governing both from the legislative side and who knows what the executive side looks like in a way that nobody else does. Or you've got Hillary Clinton. And <laughs> or you've like got just ter- <laughs> a big dumb Cheeto yeah. who doesn't know anything about anything right. and who will break the world. Yeah. Who will probably start World War Three because someone accidentally uh, because someone in a in another country uh, teased him about his hair. <laughs> that's what that's the choices. So I'm sorry, uh, Desert Dave. You're wrong. You have to vote for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you do not have a choice. You, you can tell the next time to vote for. Uh, I'm just I trying, say, you know, half. Well, he's in Texas. His vote doesn't matter anyway. (sighs) But you do have to vote for Hillary Clinton. I don't care. Uh, You just said a lot of things that bug me, Dan. (laughs) Good. Good. Frank does not agree with me. I don't. I I don't. I I, I mean, in principle, in some ways, I do. You hit some notes that that kind of of make my... me uncomfortable uh-huh make my skin crawl a sure. little bit sure uh i have to remind myself that this is not a normal election year this is not a normal election year so i, I i'm gonna give you a little bit of a pass because uh, nothing I, that i'm I, saying I, what I'm, i say on a normal who 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 always always calls for civility would never put down somebody's vote uh Believe me, if this were but, Mitt Romney but, but, again, if this were the halcyon days of Mitt Romney's presidential <laughs> candidacy, we would be having a very different conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would probably be, you go, Desert Day, vote for Gary Johnson. And frankly, you know the, what, to be honest, because Mitt Romney would not have destroyed this country. 
Right. Exactly. And, and I think Mitt Romney would have been a good president. I would have disagreed with many of his decisions. Right. But he would have been a good president. Hmm. He would have he would have known how to do the job well. Yeah. He would yeah. have been uh, he would have not caused international incidents because he he tweets at four right. in the morning. Right. Like this he he would be safe. Yeah. Whereas uh, now, mind you, I'm going to revise what I'm saying. Uh, I, I, I went a little off the rails a little uh, there, and I understand that. Here's, here's what I'm realizing. What? If you live in a state like ours, Utah, where, uh-huh. where Clinton has exactly zero chance of winning, uh-huh. uh, or like Texas, or like uh, if you live in a super red or a super blue state, uh-huh. Uh, then maybe you can vote for a third party candidate. See, that seems very that seems very generous of you, Dan. To <laughs> it is because <laughs> even that scares me. <laughs> even that, like enough people do that, and the wrong thing can happen. But as long as the polling is strong, uh, then then go ahead and try and try and get the third party to to. Go in, but so help me God, if because, you live, if I mean, you live in Florida again, or Ohio or Iowa, and you vote for anyone but Hillary Clinton, you're an immoral right. asshole. Because Desert Dave is thinking about thinking strategically about future elections, and I'm all about strategic thinking, you know. And which so, is what, which is why, I, which is so, why I revised. Okay, all right. I'm all about strategic thinking, but so help me God, if you live in one of those swing states, if you live in a state that is a light color and not a deep deep red or deep deep blue yeah uh nope you don't there's no choices here well you heard it folks from dan yeah (laughs) and you better listen but the one thing that i absolutely do agree with you on is the whole lesser two evils thing it just makes me so angry i like she's not i like her brilliant i know and she's an amazing candidate like i was sitting there through the whole bernie thing going oh my god here's this guy who finally is saying all these things that I like? I can't believe I'm hearing this from an actual candidate who, wait a second, is actually in the running. Right? What the fuck? And that so, was like, great. And so I was like, and I, I'll be eternally grateful to Bernie Sanders for allowing people with socialist leanings to feel safe. Yeah. To actually express those uh, political ideas. Right. Or to actually self-ascribe as a socialist as a as, as a you know yeah as a democratic socialist usually sure as a democratic socialist but right. nonetheless he took that word and he he gave us permission to to use it again. made it a lot less scary yeah yeah and so that's good stuff and but 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 so i was sitting there i would i would have been fine with bernie i don't think bernie would have been an effective president uh he wouldn't have been but, able to get most of what he wanted to get done done right and I worry about Hillary Clinton's ability to work to to to, to not just face the same obstructionism that you yeah. know Obama faces, but at least uh, she's safe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, at least yeah, at least we know that no no at the end of four years there'll still be a United States of America. Right, like the the president of the Philippines can't say something that would offend her so much that she just launches an attack, <laughs> which I guarantee you. <laughs> That could happen with Trump. Oh, all right. We okay. we need to get off of this. Move, we need to get on, off of this. Um, another email, perhaps? Yes, let's do that. Thank you, Dan. Yes, okay. <clears throat> Wendy from Atlantic Canada writes, "Hi, Frank and Dan. 
Uh, I do love you guys uh, and love the show. I seriously look forward to every week. You may, however, want to check your own confirmation bias. Oh? Uh, she's writing <clears throat> in reference to your story last week of the of the Danes, of, of, of the propaganda being put out by European countries to try and keep refugees at home. Yeah, okay. Uh, she says, rapes actually have increased significantly in Europe with the influx of Muslims. Okay. Uh, with open borders, the immigrants aren't vetted as, as they are in North America. As a liberal, I refuse to lump any, all of any group, including Muslims, into one big pile. Right. Uh, however, polling the majority of Muslims globally show clearly uh, that misogyny is a huge problem. Sure. Okay. I don't, I don't think that's shocking news to anybody. Mm. Um, where women are considered property... And not the human and not human beings uh, in very many Islamic countries. Rape is not seen in the same way as we see it here. Oh. Uh, theocracies, as you know, are not democracies. She said, I, although I think Denmark's advertising is very ignorant and callous in message toward law abiding Muslims. It does come out of a genuine fear and an actual increase in sexual assaults uh, because of religious slash cultural attitudes towards women. Um, I think that there's something to that. Right. But the solution isn't stay home, you Muslim people, you des ye desperate Muslims. No. The solution is, welcome here, we've got some rules. <laughs> and we'll kick you out. We'll throw you in fucking jail. Yeah. We will not, we, you can have a good life, or you can have a miserable life. Yeah. Here's the thing, we don't do those rapey things. Right. That's not how we do. And and you yeah, don't you don't get the, to do that when the you're racist here. spray, yeah. The racist spray was a problem. Racist spray, not okay. Yeah, that was a rhyming thing. I could. That's be, the slogan against. That's that's the, the, that's the Johnny Cochran uh, yeah. <laughs> moment. All right. Uh, yeah, all right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got another one, Dan. Okay. Let's power through these. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Good afternoon, gentlemen. This is Brian calling from Dallas, Texas. Was listening to the show this morning on my way to work and got a huge kick out of the fact that a Donald Trump campaign ad aired before the episode. I, I know that you guys use some kind of ad service and aren't necessarily affiliated with any of the advertisers before the show and during the show, but thought you guys would get as big of a kick out of it as I did. Anyway, keep up the great work. Uh, thanks so much for your show, guys. Have a good one. So we've gotten about, oh, <laughs> a gazillion emails, <laughs> voicemails, letters, whatever, uh, uh, on this topic, yeah. including people writing like one star reviews on our on our like i on our iTunes page and being like, ah, we liked them before, but now we're never gonna, I'm never gonna listen again because an ad was placed for Trump for Trump. Okay, ladies two and things, gentlemen, two things. If it wasn't clear to you in the last thing that I said. <laughs> We're not Donald Trump fans. Right. We don't like Donald Trump. So that's that's number one. Okay. okay. Yes. And so that's actually a few things here. Number two is as the caller points out, it's a service. Right. That they place the ad based on where you are. Yeah, it's your fault, listener. <laughs> this, this has we have nothing to do with with the choice they or check, placement. They check or what anything. they think your demographic is, yeah. where you are in the world and whatever. And is does has the Trump campaign said that you are someone who they want to they target. want to target. That's why you're hearing a Trump 
no, I get it. Like now, we're not saying we're it not, sucks to hear a Trump ad yeah. on our show, right? Uh, I think that our listeners are smart enough that they don't have to vote for him now that they've heard his ad. <laughs> I think that like we can all agree that like just because you heard an ad doesn't mean that you are now under any obligation to Trump. And the third thing is, yes, I will take. Donald Trump's money. Damn Skippy. Here's what's great about this. That's business. <laughs> that's just being smart. That's just smart. That's just smart. Uh, that's business. The man has never paid, <laughs> like, there's been years and years where he hasn't paid a dime of taxes to the government. Right. But he's paying us, baby. <laughs> I'm getting paid. And there's no way he, that, it's already been paid for. Yeah, he can't rip he us can't off. Rip the way, us he, off. he can't come back and be like, your show didn't give us the results we wanted. We're, not, we're only going to pay you half. <laughs> Which is what he does to all of his contractors and stuff. Right. So hopefully our hosting service has already collected the check from the Trump campaign. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but nonetheless. Yeah. So we get a few nickels off of, off of the Donald. Yeah. So Uh, what? And you guys have to sit through his dumb voice, but I, you know, so I listened to one of the, one of his ads and it was like kind of amazing. Really? The hyperbole. It was literally it was this bad. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say, and for our international listeners who don't get to hear that, I'm going to tell you what, what the ad basically said. It said, if you vote for Hillary Clinton, everything in the world will go wrong. <laughs> Children no. will die. No. It basically said, and then it said, but if you vote for Donald Trump, everything will be okay and and you know our jobs will return and sounds like a parody of a political it is a parody of a political ad it doesn't offer any reason why donald trump's uh why his presidency will bring back any of the jobs or will be better for the economy or will you know whatever but uh yeah i haven't heard him talking about that wall he's gonna build for a while i miss the wall yeah I mean, I guess maybe somebody pointed out to him that most of the Ill- illegal immigrants that come into the United States come in on an airplane, which can fly over walls. Build it taller, Dan. <laughs> you get high enough, you can stop those planes. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, I'm sorry about the ad content. We uh, we are not responsible for what ads come on. Yeah. Uh, we don't do anything. If If an ad came on for something truly repugnant, we might write a letter. I don't yeah. know, but I trust that our content counteracts Trump ads enough that <laughs> it's fine. I just, I get tickled I, by it, frankly. It seems like a, a strange juxtaposition. It is a strange juxtaposition. Yeah. I've, listen to us and then listen to Trump. I've, I feel like he's literally throwing away his money. And oh, I, and I really enjoy I'll take it. I really enjoy watching him do that. <laughs> That's kind of fun for me. So I hope that you guys can see it in that way and not stop listening to us. Or give us a one-star review. Yeah. Because of that. As a matter of fact, you guys, we may need some help counteracting those. Do you want to go on to your, uh, your iTunes and give us a five-star yeah, review? That'd, that'd be, be nice. That would be nice. That'd be great. It's not, e- not difficult to do. Pretty easy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, anything else on your end? Yeah, I do. I have one more that I want to play. Okay. Hey, Frank and Dan, this is Trent from Michigan. I think you should also do a live show out here, so if you can make that happen. I'm calling because I was just in your hometown of Salt Lake City, my atheist fiancé and I. Uh, She got to meet my Mormon mother for the first time, and the first thing we did when we got off the plane was we went 
to Temple Square to the Visitor Center and then took a tour of the Beehive House from some lovely sister missionaries. Oh, it was a great time for all. Uh, but it was really good to say at the end of that to my mother uh, and to those sister missionaries that I am an atheist and don't believe in a higher power. So very good. So thank you. Thank you for the show and have a good week. Trent brings up a, 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 an interesting, well, he makes an interesting request, at the okay. which is he'd like us to come to Michigan to do a live show. And so one of the things that, you know, we did a live show recently here in Salt Lake. In Salt Lake it went and swimmingly. It went very well, and it was a lot of fun to do. Uh, and uh, part of sort of our redesign of the Patreon campaign right we've been talking a lot about this next goal of 300 dollars per episode right which gets us to the point where we do video right so then there will be the video version of the show la 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 and that's gonna i think it's a great step and it's something that we've been wanting to do for a long time but what we haven't been talking about is what are the next goals after that right and the 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 very first goal after 300 dollars an episode i think it's like 450 an episode right um we promised to do two live shows a year where we actually get out into the world. Right. right? We're going to fly out to possibly Michigan or wherever. And we're going to be listening to our patrons. They're going to be chiming in and voting. And based on your doning, your, uh, your doning level. I love that I do that. Your don't, your donation level of either $1 an episode, $2 an episode or $3 an episode or more or more. But that's the, we're actually giving a, a weight to your vote right for, for those uh dollar amounts right, right? and and, so, and that and this is what we're just to be clear what we're talking about we'll come out and do a live show if you pay for it we'll just come out oh yeah yeah that's that's but, a different thing but this is on this our is, dime this is us coming out setting up getting hotel rooms and finding a venue right. and doing a local show for our listeners in that area. Right. And because we want to meet you guys, we want to be right. out there with you guys. It's a lot of fun. And I mean, that's why we started doing this was to connect with people and to, uh, I didn't think we initially thought about traveling with it much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but we love it when we do it. So wonderful. These local meetups have been wonderful. Our drive through the South. Um, what? Gosh, four years ago now Holy was cow. amazing. Yeah. You know, it was so much fun to meet people and we didn't. We produced some videos on the road, um, but we didn't really have this idea of doing live shows yet. Right. So that's that's going to be a major part of what we want to do going forward. Uh, right. And so you can you can support us in that endeavor by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, uh, looking for the support tab. And signing up on on Patreon right. as a patron, and uh, not only does that help us with our with our mission of going out and into the world and doing live shows around around the country, around the world, wherever, it also makes increases the uh, the chances that we'll come to where you are. Exactly. So that's great. Yeah. And of course, we want to thank. Oh yeah, uh, our those new, who have already been <laughs> our new patrons this week. Yeah, uh, Tim. Uh, uh Janet and Chad. Nice. I don't know what a Briscoplatypus is, but thank you. It's a donor. <laughs> and we love it. Thank you guys so thank much. Thank you so much. Uh, guys. It's, it's very meaningful to us.
So, Frank. Yes, Dan. Uh, have you heard of the Mormons? <laughs> have you ever heard of this oh. this wacky little group oh. of guy, guys in ties? Oh my god! Known man. as the Mormons. Oh, it's just the worst. Uh, they so they they recently had their their Mormon general conference. Yeah, I did my first live tweet. Oh, uh, really? Thing from the general conference this year. You send out a tweet. I sent out no multiple tweets. Oh. Oh, wow. I sat there. I went to Temple Square because I just wanted to, because I, just on a whim, I just thought, wouldn't it be funny to like go there? Did you announce that you were live tweeting? Yeah, but like right as I did it, I didn't announce it beforehand. It was just like, hey, you guys, I'm doing this thing. Because it just occurred to me in the moment. I should have had Periscope running at the same time. Yeah. I should have. Oh, I should have. Well. There's um, a lot of shoulds. Anywho. With uh, another thing that happened during this uh, dur- during this general conference was that somebody leaked a whole bunch of videos uh, that from from within the uh, the locked vault of, of the inner sanctum oh of Mormonism. Oh my God! Really? Now there have been now now before uh, leading up to this, there have been the leak of a shit ton of documents uh-huh. uh, that were just boring. <laughs> and all they did was point out, oh, Mormons are a good at finances, administration, and, and, and administration, yeah. and b boring, right? Um, then these videos came out, and I at first didn't bother to even look at them uh-huh. because I know Mormons; they're boring. <laughs> and if it's more <laughs> videos, and here's what you have to understand: what these are is are videos uh, from a few years back. Um, probably like, I think it's like early, early aughts to, to sort of, uh, early teens somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, and, and it's, it's higher up. It's like the, the, the top brass of the LDS church, Uh um, hearing like presentations from various and sundry people, mm. including in pre- presentations about things that are happening on the political landscape, presentations about things that are happening uh, on in the world in terms of like demographics and like mm-hmm. who's getting married and who's not right. and right, right, right. Uh, politics. Angelina's divorce. Right. That one was a big one. That one came <laughs> up really big. Only it was earlier, so it was it was Brad and and, and Je- Jennifer that was the big they thing. they they were big fans of. It was weird to see Elder Jennifer. Packer crying about it. <laughs> I I didn't understand that. Um, it's so Jennifer. It wasn't Brad and Jennifer. It was Ben and Jennifer. Oh well, it was Jennifer. But it was originally Brad and Jennifer. Was it? Yeah, they were together. Oh yeah, but they didn't marry. Yeah, uh, did they? I don't I fuck if I know. I don't care. <laughs> Let's just I'm going to keep going here. Uh they so one of the videos. So what's amazing about these videos? And here's where I wanted to go with these. Uh-huh. Um you don't get to see these men unrehearsed. Ah. You don't get to see these yeah. men just say their honest opinions about things. Right. Ever. Though one can imagine Sure, it's clear where most of them are coming from at most times. Yeah, yeah. but you know, there's this whole cynical thing where people are like, ah, they don't. You know, when you, once you get to a certain level, they don't believe anymore or whatever. Uh, and they just, I'll tell you, some of them, it's very clear. It's not clear for all of them, but some of them, it's very clear. Believe deeply in their really? church or whatever. Okay. Um, there's a former senator from Oregon in one of the videos who comes up and gives a gives a whole presentation. Oh. 
Um, Gordon Smith of Oregon, who's an who's a Mormon. His is really fascinating. You guys might want to check that one out because, like, you also don't you definitely don't get to see politicians just giving their honest opinion. Ah, and he is talking to people that he feels he must be honest with. Okay, and it's fascinating. Okay, all right. Uh, the title of of that video is uh, the these are from a a uh, the the YouTube channel is Mormon Leaks. Mormy, I like Mormy Leaks better. Well, though. but that's not the actual name of the channel, which is what I'm trying to give people so that they don't go to the wrong place. Anyway, the title of the video that has uh, that has a senator in it is in which they discuss politics with Senator Gordon Smith. Ah. Now, here's what's amazing about it. He talks. He, I mean, he says a bunch of things that don't surprise you. He says a bunch of things. You, you know, he's a conservative guy. Sure. He's a he's a pro life, lifelong pro life guy. He actually says, "I have the stripes on my back to prove it." Like to, oh, to prove he's been whipped up. Like he's been oh, over this. Yeah. Well, he Lashes. was he was in Oregon, the poor bastard. Which, How did that work? Which he refers to as the most pro-abortion state in the country. Oh, they they, get they find fetuses to abort. They go out of their way they to go fetus hunting. They get pregnant just to abort for the abortion. Yeah, they have a party a little pastime. It's really fun. Yeah. Oh, they do abortion upright in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he is. It is amazing to see a man who is a clearly a sincere believer in his church. Uh, in part, we know this because he says overtly, my temple recommend is more important to me, was more important to me than, uh, than my, the confirmation of my office or oh whatever it was. God. Meaning he made decisions and he says this very clearly and very overtly based on not what was right for the country, right? but what was right for the church. Including, he said, voting for the Iraq war. I just said Iraq. I prefer the, the, the pronunciation. Iraq. Iraq. Yeah, he voted for the Iraq war mm -hmm. because he saw God's hand in it to open up the Middle East for missionary work. How did that work out? Well, God's, God has a messy hand. He told a story about uh, about a time when he went to Iraq to visit some soldiers, or maybe it was Afghanistan. I don't know. He went to some place to visit some soldiers. Yeah, and one of them, an LDS soldier, like he visited all of his Oregon soldiers. Soldiers, right? Uh, and then uh, one of them pulled him aside and said, "Hey, Elder So and So," called him Elder, I think. Oh, right. Uh, that's that's code for we're both Mormon now. Right. Uh, he said, "Just so you know." The people here are ripe for the word of God, and we've already baptized some of them. Oh, my God. The fucking soldiers were baptizing people Mormon. Oh, uh, so my God. If, I, I got to tell you, man, there's a lot of, the, of revelations in that, in that Senator Gordon video. <laughs> I just could not believe. I'm watching this thing. I thought I would be bored out of my mind, but when I realized that th that this guy isn't talking political, he's making political statements, but he's not he's not being politic right in how he's talking. Right. He's not talking to constituents. He's not talking to voters. He's not talking to to 
people who will give to a campaign. Uh-huh. He's just laying it out there. Mm. He said he talked about how when he was in office, one of the guys there, one of, one of their operators, one of their not one of their main general authorities, but one of the people that the general authorities orders around to get stuff done. Okay, called him and said, "Hey, we're having trouble getting missionaries in India. They're they're not India's not issuing uh, visas for these guys." Oh, he used his position as a senator, called the Indian. Uh, the Indian um, ambassador okay. oh, wow. to his office what? and had him and then said, hey, you know, U.S. India relations. Oh, by the way, how about my church? Wow. And got the visas done. And he was like, you guys aren't using us. You've got four or five senators right now. And that and that, at that time. There was uh, the two senators from Utah, which uh-huh. is Orrin Hatch and Bob Bennett at the time. Right. And then Harry Reid uh-huh. and him and I think maybe one other person. Was it Urquhart? He I, was in the Congress. Right? I'm not sure. I don't think he was a senator. And, a bun- okay. but there were, and there were a bunch of Congress people. Right. And he said, a ton of them. He said, you didn't use me enough. You should have yeah. used me more. Apparently uh, because I'm willing to use my position to further... I mean, and it makes we shouldn't about be the- surprised about this because Senator, you know... But it makes you wonder about the conversations between Mitt Romney yeah. and this group of men. Yeah. Right. It, may, it does make me scared about the, the prospect of a Mormon in the presidency. Especially somebody who has come up through the political ranks and has been utilized yeah. by the church. Yeah. Right. Who has that relationship, who has that experience, who knows that he is subservient to them. Right. Right. Who's making decisions for the whole country based on what's best for his church. Yeah. And that's a that's a big deal. Like, that's yeah. some shit right there. Especially he, when it's the LDS church. And he says it Ugh. outright. Yeah. And here's another am- amazing thing. I know, we all know that the LDS church, as an, as an organization, as an institution, leans a little to the right. Mm. It's a conservative group. <laughs> uh they uh, that's very clear uh-huh. however the church has always kind of had the stance of like you, you you vote your conscience you know we don't take a political position you vote your conscience you know you you know the, one of their senators harry reed was a democrat right and they were very proud of having him in in the yeah, senate and whatever i'm sure ish i'm sure they were so proud at least on their face but once they got behind these closed doors once they got into a video that they didn't think anyone in the public would ever see right in the question and answer thing uh with gordon with senator smith uh-huh. suddenly they're asking him so uh how are we going to get the republican party back on track wow no question it's everyone in the room is a republican they expect the republicans to be their their lifeline and like it's it's a it it is an elephant room. Yeah. I thought that that was fascinating. Ha. Huh. Fascinating. Indeed. Now, the other thing about Gordon Smith, the senator, is that he talks like a Mormon. Oh yeah. He talks like a general authority. Okay. I'm I would be shocked if he didn't end up being a general authority at some point. Wow. Of the church. Wow. Uh but he he does it more than they do it. They don't really do that anymore. They've kind of like fallen away from the whole like general authority cadence. <laughs> that one? Yeah. Okay. They 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 don't do that so much anymore. They're much they're much they're much hipper now. 
but he <laughs> talks like someone who's trying to talk like them. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah, it's more uh, emperor like these. But it, but it is fascinating to see all of these, you know, these higher ups in the church. These names that you and I grew up with, you uh-huh. know, Boyd Packer and all of these things. It was a horrible person, and I'm fine with him being dead. But uh, he's in these things, and they're leaning back in their chairs, and their big fat bellies are hanging out over, and they're just like, blah, blah. They're, they're, it, it's like it's like a job of the hut moment. They're just asking questions. <laughs> what do you think about the Republican Party? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. So, uh, so I, you know, and it's really funny to see these old men discuss. Like, there's one where they discuss <laughs> marijuana, and they are, they clearly have no idea what they're talking about. They're Even clueless. though they've got what they're getting is, so they're there to hear a report from like. A guy who's like the the assistant to the head of BYU or whatever. And okay. he's giving them a report on marijuana in All the United right. States of America. Right. And it is a bunch of old men who know nothing. They're just like, oh, it's wrong. I mean, it's clear to that. It's clear that to them, marijuana is way worse than alcohol or any. It's, it's the no, it's, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. They grew up on reefer madness. Yeah. You know, and they bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Wow, it's very funny. Like they don't. It's it's delightful to watch. I mean, even even if you watch some of these and you fast forward to like, although uh, some of the presentations are also delightful because <laughs> yeah. you can tell that they're trying to be honest. They're trying to give good information to these guys. Yeah, but a, it's clearly biased, right? And b, uh, they're having to watch what they say yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's really. It, it, I find these things amazing so anyway go out there go and watch some yay damn yeah i'm sure i'm sure mckenzie will start linking to them uh on the on the facebook page on the facebook just to bore our uh facebook supporters yeah what we what we like to do is is bore you all no i don't find it boring (laughs) at all anyway uh if you have anything you'd like to tell us about uh your videos that you've made Mm. (laughs) please don't no. But you can write Keep to us. yourself. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yes, go to the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Atheist, and see what Mackenzie actually does end up posting. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. Right. But we'll let you in. Right. Hey, don't forget to go to thank uh, dot com and uh, click on the Patreon button and go and, and vote for us to come to your hometown by by becoming a patron. And thank you to everybody who's already done that. Right. And of course, thank you to Mackenzie for all of her help on Facebook. Yeah, and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club. Hot Club. Hot Club. Thank you to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. It's delightful. And thank you, our dearest of listeners. Right. For listening. For, for going to the, for, for giving us a five-star review. <laughs> that was a little reminder. Wow. Yeah, I snuck that one in. Last minute. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.